Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. Today we're recording episode 134 and it is Valentine's Day in the U.S., Tuesday, February 14th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's Valentine's Day and so far I've wished someone a happy Thanksgiving and a happy (laughs) Halloween. I'm delirious. Yeah. Bizarre, right? I have no idea where that's come from. Wow. Yeah. It's it's been one of those days for me, <laughs> and it's only noon. Well, happy Valentine's Thank Day, you. Gail. Same to you. And what are you wearing? I am wearing a new sweater by Holly Locatelli that is in her and Vera Velamaki's Interpretations Four collection, and it is called Wishes. I knit this sweater this past summer as a test knit for Hohi for the collection, and I I didn't wear it very often. In fact, I think I took a couple pictures, and I think I wore it once or twice, but I was trying to not wear it too much until the collection came out, (laughs) and then it got too cold to wear it anyway, and today it's nice and warm, and in honor of the collection being released, I'm wearing it for recording, and it is called Wishes. It's a top down, open front, fingering weight cardigan. Sound like something I would like? <laughs> yes. It's that formula of success for you. Yes. And I made mine in a really light yarn that I fell in love with last year called Coast by Holst Yarn. And it is a light fingering yarn in 55% merino, 45% cotton. And it's sold in these little balls. I think you can get it in three or four different put-ups. You can yeah. get a very large cone, like cone maybe, yeah, I think and so. then a ball, and then they also sell little tiny, almost sampler. Like bits. half balls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, half balls. That's a good way to say it. So mine is a dark gray, and I've been wearing it today because it's finally feels like spring here. I shouldn't say finally. We were just a little bit late. With with the spring-like week. <laughs> yeah, the rain but, we've had. Yeah, yeah. Usually by the end of January for us, it definitely feels like spring because my son's birthday is the last week of January. And I remember when he was little, it would always be a question whether we'd be able to have his birthday party outdoors exactly. or not. And usually we could because, like I said, usually by the last week of January, things had warmed up. This year it didn't warm up. And here we are in mid-February, but it's finally here. So I am wearing mine, very lightweight fabric created by this yarn and it's just lovely to wear and I'll have links to the collection and my photos. That's about all I can say about it right now. (laughs) Super cute. And how about you Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing my bleached cardigan again by Amy Miller which I talked about on the last episode. It was one of my new finishes and so Charlene and I are both wearing gray cardigans today. <laughs> yes, we are. And let's see, as you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, hmm, I really want to knit another bleached, but this is a bottom-up short sleeve button front cardigan. And mm-hmm. I'm wearing it over a dress. So last time I was wearing it over a skirt, and this time I'm wearing it over a dress. Thrift, sh- thrift shopping fine with Melissa. <laughs> and I think I want one that's long sleeved and I don't think I have enough yarn and stash for most of my fingering weight 
sweater quantities, but I do have enough of my navy blue coast yarn. So I'm thinking that that might be a match made in sweater heaven. Yeah, I when you were making that sweater, that had been one of my thoughts when I was looking at the photos, thinking, oh, that would make a good long-sleeved sweater as well. Yeah, and so I'm thinking that that might be yeah. like a, a not immediate cast on, but something soon. So bleached by Amy Miller. And I'm also wearing my Lily Pilly wrap by Amba O'Brien. I knit this at some point last year. I think I cast it on for Mad May and didn't finish it for a long time, but it's Madeline Tosh lace in a gray that might be smokestack. I can't remember a turn maybe. And then the stripes are orange and hot pink. And the dress I'm wearing is hot pink, you know, Valentine's day and all. And well, just any excuse to wear hot pink is a good <laughs> thing. So this is only the second time I've worn Lily Pilly and I'm really super happy with it. So it's just a super happy combination of colors and being lace weight. It's just a nice layer and the gray in it almost perfectly matches the gray of my cardigan. Mm-hmm. And the pink almost perfectly matches my dress. And it just, <laughs> it was sitting there all, I still haven't taken finished object pictures of Lily oh, Pilly. Okay. And it was all just sitting there in my Way pictures to be yeah. taken pile. I said, oh, look how well that matches that cardigan. I'm going to have to wear them all today. So it worked out there very, very well. Yeah. Yep. And that's again by Amba O'Brien, the Lily Pilly wrap. I don't know if she calls it a shawl or what, but it's a long rectangular piece. Yeah. So. So what have you been stocking? So I am stocking really only one thing right now. It's called Making Advances by Jennifer Dassau. And if you'll recall, Jennifer Dassau is the designer of the Klein shawl that I stocked and eventually made last year. I saw it at the Yarn Fest event in Loveland, Colorado, and ever ever. Well, once I had seen it in person, I was doomed to make it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> until to make yes, it. until I well, until I've had the perfect yarn in my stash, made it, and I wear that one quite frequently. It's one of my top worn shawls, I would say, right now. And so this one is very, very similar to it. It's made in an interesting way. It's done in the traditional top-down triangle sort of way, except when you reach a certain point, you bind off stitches on one side, and then the remaining side is worked more so that you have an asymmetrical shape. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's you and your interesting construction. Yes, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. You. That's exactly it. I was... Because when I first read it, I had that same, hmm, while I was trying to picture it and picture it in my head and figure out how it would work. And it looks really cool, I have to say. I think you could probably do this type of asymmetrical extension shaping with just about any triangular shawl. But this one has the nice striping technique, too. So I really like it. Yeah. And let's see, it's a fingering weight shawl. It takes two skeins of fingering weight yarn, so between 750, 800 yards. And, yeah, looks pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> well, and I love your Klein shawl, so. Yeah, exactly. So this one is very colors. similar. And while we're talking about the Klein shawl, I should mention 
that I've the yarn choice that I made my first oh, what was the shawl that I just finished oh the pure joy shawl if you remember back on January 1st I cast on with a different color combination that color combination I still like and I've had pretty much decided that I was going to make another Klein shawl with that combo. So that, that, I guess you could oh, say I'm also nice. stocking okay. the Klein shawl again, because like I said, that's one of my most worn shawls. So I, I think I'm going to make another one, but using that other combo that came from my first oh, pure okay. joy shawl that's ha has since been ripped out because I finished a second one. Right. So that's all I'm stocking. How about you? I'm stocking two things, and one of them happens to be a two-color shawl. So it's <laughs> the Penny Flower Shawl, which was just released today, and oh. it's by Susanna Winter, who is Talvi on Ravelry. And this shawl was actually a result or outcome of our self-indulgent knit-along. Oh. It is a beautiful two-color striped shawl, big, wide stripes. And then the contrast color has this little flower stitch that she does across one of the so if it's like green purple green purple there's a stripe of these purple flowers before the purple stripe and then every green stripe there's a stripe of the flowers it's really really strikingly pretty and it has that whimsical quality because of the flower stitch which I've never seen so it's not color work it's a different kind of stitch that I don't I've never seen it before I don't even know how it's done but I really like it and it's just it went immediately into my queue. It's very cute. Isn't it pretty? I'm looking at it right now. It's so yeah. pretty. So if you have been following the self-indulgent knit along, you've probably seen it because it's been in the FO and chatter threads. So high on my list of two color shawls that I really love. It has that little stitch has an embroidered quality. Yeah. To it. Yeah. It almost looks like an embroidered, you call it a flower. To me, it looks like a star shape. Almost. Or almost a pinwheel, but not yeah. really a pinwheel, but yeah. Something that radiates out. Yeah, and it almost looks like an embroidered star. Maybe it is. Flower. I don't, but I don't think so. I it don't looks think like so because she has a, a photo of the back, and the back makes it look like it was part of the knitting, but I can't really tell. It's slipped stitches. It looks like slipped stitches. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's interesting. Very interesting. And the second thing I'm stocking is the Prairie Socks pattern by Kay Jones of the Bakery Bears. And Kay sending you and Dan a ton of love. I'm so glad he's doing well. I got this as a gift today from Cindy, the pattern from Ms. Cozy Couch. And I'm holding up two skeins of yarn, which are my two top choices for my stash. One is Knit Style Yarn Trendy Sock which is 463 yards, and oh, it's a hot so pink base with sprinkles of dark pink to red and purple, and it's beautiful. And the other skein I'm holding up is Happy Feet 100 Splash by Plymouth Yarns, and this one is 384 yards in 100 grams. So they're both 100 grams. One is 400 and what did I say? 463 and the other is 384 so considerably thicker the Plymouth Happy Feet is considerably thicker than the knit style 
Well, Charlene and I were out shopping on Sunday. We both needed to get out of the house and we had our boba tea and we went shopping and we tried on shoes and I'm hopefully getting some cute little tennis shoes yeah. that are like you can wear with anything tennis shoes. And I really want to knit these socks. They're short socks knit top down with a really nice textured stitch to them. So they're fairly simple, but they have texture and they are a gusset heel, I believe. And they're just adorable. And I can see them being awesome with the shoes. Yeah. Either yarn would be beautiful, but I'm holding these up and talking about them because I want Charlene's opinion. So because one is a much thicker yarn than the other, mm -hmm. I would normally knit the thinner yarn on a side zero or this 300 and whatever yard skein to me almost seems like a sport weight which mm. I would knit on a size one so yes I should swatch but I'm not going to because <laughs> I'm lazy so what I'm wondering and if you I don't know if you can just answer this off the cuff if I knit the thicker yarn with the smaller size pattern because normally when I knit sport weight socks I would cast on 56 stitches which is the cast on number for the smaller size sock right in the thinner yarn, I've cast on 64 stitches, which is the cast on number for the medium sock. So theoretically, I'm thinking I could do either yarn right. and just adjust the size. I think you could, but I would, me being me, You'd I would, no, I would just do the smallest one, the smallest cast on number, both yarns. <laughs> oh, with both yarns? Yeah. I think it would probably be too small for my foot if I did the smallest cast on in the thinner yarn. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. See, I prefer my socks a little snug. So I, for me, that's what I would do. I would okay, so watch the this space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I am going to cast on today because this actually, the knit style yarn was a gift from Cindy for Christmas. Uh -huh. So I could knit with yarn she gave me, a pattern she gave me. Or nice. the other yarn with the pattern she gave me. So it's going to be one or the other. I just haven't decided. So Well, they'll both look cute. That's Exactly. I, I may have, end up knitting them both. I, I have a skein of that exact yarn. I know you do. That you have in your hand, the Happy Feet. Yeah, the Happy so. Feet, the colorway is called Blueberry. Yeah. And it's a natural base with hot pink, blue, almost black speckles. And there are some almost greenish ones in there. Very highly speckled yarn. Mm -hmm. So I have the natural base with speckles and then I have the hot pink base with speckles. So we'll see which one I cast on. Stay tuned. <laughs> Next episode, who knows? I might have another pair of finished socks and Stephanie soulmate was teasing me over the weekend saying that she laughs every time I talk about socks because I never used to knit socks. And now it's all I want to do lately, so go figure. Just like I never used to like to knit garter stitch, but what do I knit all the time now? Garter, garter stitch. <laughs> so that's what I'm stocking. The Penny Flower Shawl by Susanna Winter and the Prairie Socks by Kay Jones. What have you been knitting? Well, I currently am knitting my Ivy Line sweater. Finally, Yay. Ivy Line is a pattern by Yoko Johnston. And I did cast this one on back in January, on January 1st, actually, for the self-indulgent knit-along. And then I put it aside for many weeks while I was knitting pussycat hats and shawls and other things that kept popping up, little projects. And I'm finally back at it. And I'm really excited to be, to be back at this one because I feel like 
it's been on the needles for a long time. So I have knit. You cast on, it's another interesting construction. You start at one shoulder and then you knit across to the other shoulder. And I have some stitches on hold for the sleeves and you work down. And I know that's confusing, but I don't exactly remember how I got to where <laughs> I got here. All I know is that I have joined underneath the arms and I am knitting downward. I've, I've gone maybe eight or nine inches past, past the sleeve hole. And I need to probably try it on and steam it out a little bit because the fronts of this cardigan are all lace, whereas the back is in stockinette. So as you can imagine, the fronts are going to smooth out quite a bit. And I expect to gain mm, maybe more than an inch in length once it's all steamed out. Did I tell you I bought one of those steamers that Elizabeth had? Oh, no. So when you want to steam that, let me know and I'll let you borrow my new steamer. Okay. I'll tell you. Well, yeah. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> Charlene and I go back and forth about steamers and Elizabeth Doherty had one that she highly recommended. So I took the plunge, but I haven't used it yet. So yeah. Charlene can yeah. be the test driver. So steaming, need to steam it. I'm knitting it in Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light in the kitten colorway. Love the name. <laughs> love the color. Love the name. It's a very warm gray. Mm -hmm. Very, very warm gray. It's nice. And I am, I've gone through one skein. I'm on my second skein. I have three total. I, I will probably break into the third one, but I don't know how much of the third one I'm going to use. We'll see. Is it a long sleeve sweater? It is. So I'll probably end up using quite a bit, obviously, for sleeves, of course, because the sleeves are done in stockinette. So it's an A-line shape. I am increasing as I go, which perhaps adds to the illusion that it's taking me a very long time oh, to totally. get through the rows because I really feel like it takes me a long time to do one row. I'm not, I'm not sure why it's just the sweater seems to be taking a long time. Now I have, I am following a chart in two different places because the lace pattern on the front is mirrored side to side. So that means it's going opposite so that when you look at the sweater facing, you see the pattern going opposite direction symmetrically though so maybe that's why it's taking me a long time i don't know do you have a lot of stitches on the needle i do i think it's over 200 i oh well yeah yeah that's gonna take a while then. yeah so but i'm really enjoying it happy that i'm back at it working i don't know how long it'll take me i feel like it's taking me so long i keep saying that but anyway that is ivy line by yoko johnston how about you gail what are you working on i started a new project over the weekend called the hooded shawl by suzanne summer and that is the designer who designed the hooded shawl cardi that i tried to knit but ended up not liking the fronts well, this shawl is a triangular top-down shawl that you then pick up stitches either in the center 
or off to the side and then knit a hood up from there. So basically you can wear it with the hood on and the triangle point in the back or with the triangle point in the front is how I plan to wear it. So then you pick up the stitches along the side of the shawl so that when you put the hood on and wrap it around yourself, the point goes down in the front. It is a two color striped shawl and this is a color combination that I put together about a year ago because we got some yarn from Twisted Owl Fiber Studios at Stitches last year, some beautiful speckled yarn. And in Stitches 2013, I bought two skeins of Studio Sock yarn in the Remington colorway. Now Remington is a very deep royal eggplant purple that has some tonality to it. And the Twisted Owl is the Highway Child colorway, which is a mostly white with splashes and speckles of purples, blues, that are all from light to dark tonal. So I wanted to knit Breathing Space by Vera Valamaki mm -hmm. with it, but I didn't have enough yarn. So I had had these in a bag for the longest time and just you know how every once in a while you just get the urge to just cast something on right now? Yes. And I just, all of a sudden on Saturday, movie. I was sitting there. It was super, or maybe it was Friday. It was, had been super rainy and I needed some color. And I thought, I'm going to cast on that shawl finally. I've been thinking about this for years. Or, well, I'd been thinking about the shawl for a long time, but the colorway combo for about a year. So I dashed into my bedroom. I grabbed the yarn, which I, like I said, had been in a bag all ready to go. And I hand wound the Twisted Owl. The Remington has already been wound for a long time because I had planned to use it a long time ago. And merrily am knitting away on this really beautiful combination. And it's so pretty together. It's just, it's just so, so pretty. The dark purple contrasts perfectly with the speckled yarn. And there's some of the exact same shade of purple in the speckles. So just striking. I love it. Can't wait to wear it. And it's my hope that I can get it finished by stitches so that I can wear it at stitches since Yay. this is all stitches. Yarn. <laughs> so we'll see. And that's actually the only thing currently on my needles. So, okay. Y'all loving it. What have you finished since the last episode? I finished the Pure Joy shawl that I mentioned a little while yeah, ago. Where is it? I don't see it. Oh, I'll have to get it. It's my... It's the second version that I cast on, and this one stuck. Pure Joy is a two-color crescent shawl by Hohi Locatelli. The shawl is shaped with short rows, but they're very simple short rows where you just wrap and turn and go back and then knit back again, knit a few stitches past, and then wrap and turn and go back again. So what I'm trying to say is that you could, you wouldn't have to follow the pattern necessarily every row, which was nice. Yeah. There was a, an element of just being able to pick that shawl up and knit on it anytime because of the ease of the pattern. And I loved my version two color choices, which was actually a set of yarns sent to me by Lollipop Yarns. And I don't remember the color names. I mentioned the colors a couple episodes ago when I was talking about the shawl and the yarn itself. So I'll put those colors 
on my project page on Ravelry, but Pure Joy definitely was a Pure Joy to knit. Wasn't it? It's <laughs> it such was. a nice knit. It's really so fun, fun to knit. Really easy, and if you pick colors that you love and yarn that goes together well, you'll have a winner. I love yep. it. <laughs> and there are so many beautiful color combinations of it, too. Yeah. It's another one of those you could just look yes, at the FOs exactly. forever. Yeah, exactly. And then the only other thing I finished was another pussycat hat. This one I used Malabrigo worsted for, and I double-stranded it like I have been doing with the past few hats. The reason I double-strand is because I found that after I started double-stranding in order to make the hats quicker to knit, but once I had started double-stranding, I also found out that the double-stranded yarn made the ears stand up much perkier and better than the ones that were just made with a single strand of the worsted weight yarn. So I'm sticking with that recipe, and I made another one. People are still making hats, which is very cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And how about you? What have you finished? I finished quite a few things, actually. I'll bet you I have. finished my obsidian sweater, finally. Oh, yay. And that's by Lisa Much. And I used Madeline Tosh Tosh Sock in the Mandala colorway, which was Stitches 2015 yarn. So I got quite a bit of Stitches yarn on the needles and out of stash since the last year, which was mm -hmm. kind of my goal before we got there this year. <laughs> There's a little bit of... I'm not going to call it stash guilt, but maybe stash weight from Stitches Yarn. That needs to be knit up. So Obsidian is a fabulous top-down sweater with a huge cowl, and I'm really looking forward to wearing that. The weather has warmed up a little bit, so I think I'll be able to block that maybe this afternoon if I get around to it. I also knit the High Plains cowl again. That's my third time on that pattern, and it's by Brandy Derusha. And I used my Unwind Yarn Company DK Weight in the Bogan Via colorway. So I now have my honey hats and my High Plains cowl, matchy-matchy colors, but not matchy-matchy patterns. And the hat, the honey hat, I had knit this and called it an FO, like the last episode or the one before that. But when I went to wear it, it was too short. I like to fold my brims up so I have a double layer around my ears. And it was too short to do that. Mm -hmm. And I really like the way it looks turned under or turned over because the pearl row on the front side is the knit row on the underside and it pops and it looks really good. So I really wanted to be able to fold the brim. And so I ripped it out. The top, this hat, the decreases happen really suddenly at the top. So I didn't even have to rip back very far. And then I knit another inch or inch and a half and then decreased it again and bound off. And I added my great big brown pom-pom that I got at the stitch. So it's my first pom-pom that I added to the hat. And I used the button technique. So Yay. there's a button at the end of the pom-pom. And I put that through the opening at the top of the hat wow. where I bound off. So when I want to wash the hat, I can just take the pom-pom off. And Mike was giving me grief. He said, oh, what did you kill to make that pom-pom? And I said, it's not real fur. And he said, oh, it looks like real fur. And I said, feel it. And he said, okay, you're right, that's fake. So that honey hat looks much better now. And I really like the pom-pom. It's because it's faux fur, it's super light. So I was worried that it was going to feel heavy on the top of my head, but you can't even tell it's there. So High Plains Cal and Honey Hat, 
great little combination. And I also finished another row on my soft yarn blanket. So this was my candy skein row. I used yarn from several projects I've already finished with her yarn, plus her Fair Food mini skein set, which the skeins of yarn were big enough that I had can do two squares from each skein and the little mini skeins and some of the other colorways of hers I have. I have quite a collection of candy skein yarn in my stash, so <laughs> I have lots of colors to choose from. And she and I also did a mini skein swap, just the two of us, just as friends, our mm -hmm. own swap. So I had some other candy skein colorways to choose from. So it's a super happy row in my blanket, and I love it. Thank you very much, Tammy. Your yarns are always happiness-inducing. So that was quite a bit of knitting. Yeah. Which would explain why I haven't been doing as much stocking. <laughs> More knitting, less stocking, which is always a good thing. Let's do a little knit-along update. Yes. Self-indulgent knit-along. As of this morning, 122 finished objects, and we're only a little over halfway through the knit-along. Yeah. We have more than a month left to go, so right on, you guys. I was so happy when I saw that number this morning. It was like, oh, my gosh, people are just – and those are sweaters, and – all sorts of other yeah, things in between. Yeah, so a lot of sweaters in there. I've been amazed at how many big projects find your fades yeah. and things with a lot of yardage. So well done, everybody. And I do want to read the prizes because we have so many beautiful things that have been donated. First, we have a beautiful set of stitch markers from Mika of she's Yarnarium or Yarnarium on Ravelry and they are beautiful. They are beautiful. The the main stitch marker has a blue dragonfly on it that is translucent so you can hold it up to the sun and it's just so pretty. And then the other four stitch markers are beads. Well they're all beads, but just beautiful they stitch markers. Match. Yeah, very matchy. We have a signed copy of Top Down Reimagining Set in Sleeve Designs, the book by Elizabeth Doherty. And she has also donated two other patterns from her self-published patterns on Ravelry. We have a skein of yarn from Candy Skein, which I just mentioned for my sock yarn blanket. We have a skein of yarn from Jen Sheelan Designs. That's Jen Sheelan on Ravelry. She's a very frequent chatter in our group, and she just got her new dog, Chelsea Bean, and very cute pictures. If you don't follow Jen on Instagram, I highly recommend it. Very entertaining. We have a project bag from Melissa Martin, who is so Melissa on Etsy. I just splurged and bought another one of her project bags. Oh, you did? I did. It's so cute. So what she does is she takes repurposed sweaters and things yeah, in wool, and that. she felts them and uses that as fabric in various projects. So I purchased a teddy bear that she made that I gave as a gift. She sent Charlene and I each a bag a while ago, and then I purchased one last week. It has a felt bottom and then fabric top, and it has a red heart on it, and then it has heart oh, fabric on the inside. I think I saw that one. It's so cute, yeah. and that is going to be my sock yarn <laughs> knitting bag going forward. We have the Prairie Hills shawl pattern, which was donated by Sarah, who is Prairie Poppins, or Imagined Landscape Designs, really pretty shawl. We have another project bag made by Cade, who is Cadelyn on Ravelry, and that's just a listener who's going to make a project bag as a Yay. gift because she wants to contribute to the group. Thank you so much, Cade. Katinka, who is Katie, she is donating three patterns each for two winners. So two people get to pick three of her patterns, and Katie is also going to be at Stitches mm -hmm. in February, 
And if you see her and go and say hi to her, she will give you a free copy of her design that she's wearing at, Etsy, at Stitches. Oh, that's right. I read yeah. that. Cool. So <laughs> if you see, and she's incredibly friendly and she's yeah. so pretty. So if you see her, say hi, and she will give you a free copy of whatever design she's wearing. And she makes shawls and cowls and mitts and great accessories. She has a beautiful poncho. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> we also have... The Butterfly Friendship Shawl by Anna, who used to be Alpaca Anna, and now she's Yarnesty. And she's also donating a copy of her, I can't, I won't be able to say this properly, Jorko Shawl, and two of her sock patterns, Fergus's Socks, which I didn't know were inspired by the character Fergus on Outlander, the oh, boy that they yeah. adopt, and Tula Av... Isoclet socks. There's a link to it in the FO thread and the chatter thread. It's obviously in a foreign language that I can't pronounce. And then Boston Jen contacted us yesterday and her brand new shawl pattern, World of Difference, she has donated a copy of that shawl pattern. So lots and lots of prizes already. And I'm still getting contacted by people on a regular basis. So lots of prizes out there. Mm -hmm. So keep on showing us those FOs. We're yeah. super happy to see them coming in. It's fun to look at the pictures. It's hard not to make comments. I'll just say yeah. that. <laughs> Even though that's our rule and we know it, I still almost, oh yeah, can't make a comment. Well, I did. I accidentally did. <laughs> I, I had to delete my own comment. That, yeah. And then my mom sent me an email over the weekend saying, oops, I made a mistake. She had put more than one FO in the finished object thread. Oh, yeah. So Robbie had sent her a direct message saying, can you please combine your posts? So if you don't know how to do that, all you need to go, pardon me, all you need to do is go to your original post and click the edit button. And then you can add any additional notes, pictures, etc., to your original post. So you don't have to do multiple posts in the thread. My mom didn't know how to do that. So if you don't know, that's how you do it. Just click the edit button. So thank you for participating in the knit along. We still have until March 20th, right? Midnight on yes. the 20th, I believe. Yes. And we have a review. We're super excited about this one. <laughs> we wanted to talk about the latest collection from Hohi Locatelli and Vera Valimaki, Interpretations, volume number four. Can you believe it's volume four? No, Can I Can you believe that? I, I was cannot. stunned. Absolutely stunned. I mean, I know it is because we've looked at, you know, we've reviewed each one, but yeah. I was just so blown away. Yeah. How can it have been four years already? Well, and it seems like they, well, they probably do have always come out a little before Stitches. we go to Stitches mm -hmm. West. And I feel like we've always had a design or a sweater or something in mind as we've shopped for yarn from one of these collections. Yep. <laughs> it's true. So it's been with us for a while. Yes, it's always there when yeah. we're out of stitches. Like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. Let me read the intro for you. Please. It says, Before You is our fourth interpretations collection. Another year has passed, and we are proud to share this collection with you, one as precious to us as the first three volumes. Onto these pages, we truly poured our heart and our soul. We turned our wishes and dreams into designs. We also reached out from our comfort zone and tried to discover new areas, this year especially with colors and unusual yarn choices, still trying to keep our true voices with us. 
With each passing year, this collaborative work has proven to take bigger and bigger parts of our hearts, and we can clearly feel our friendship is growing ever stronger with each volume. Makes me so happy. <laughs> our life has become so much richer with this journey together. This collaborative work is such a big part of our lives that it is almost impossible to remember the time before. Interpretations collaboration is not just a huge part of our work each year, but an essential part of our lives which we hope to keep cherishing and evolving. For this fourth volume, we again selected six words to inspire us. This time the words are hidden, magic, gather, chromatic, direction, and fragile. Like on the previous volumes, each of us made a piece inspired by our interpretation of the words, thus making Interpretation Volume 4 a 12-piece collection altogether. This year, we decided to do our photo, shoot, our photo shoot in Finland. For the first time, we returned to the same country that was our inspiration for Interpretations Volume 2. Again, Finland proved to be just as magical as on the first time, or even more so. The country also showed us its best and worst qualities. From pouring rain to gorgeously bright and golden evening sun, and all the way to misty midsummer night, we literally ended our photo shoot at midnight. <laughs> Coming back to the same country for a second time, the familiarity of the surroundings added some contrast with the more interesting design and material choices. It felt like another layer on these photos. While going beyond comfortable areas with some designs, the ease of the photo shoot location made the designs really shine and sparkle. We are so proud to share this fourth chapter of our story with you. Hope you all keep knitting the same journey with us. Happy knitting, Hohi and Vera. That just made me so happy. <laughs> you can tell how good and close friends they are by how closely and carefully and smoothly they work together. It's just mm -hmm. fabulous. So overall, impressions of the book, again, stunning photography every time. Mm -hmm. They're pictures are just so well done. They highlight the designs. They aren't gratuitous. I love them. Yeah, I do too. I'm wearing the wishes sweater from the collection. And as you were reading the introduction and commenting, I was looking at the photos for wishes because I had had Gail take some photos of my sweater before we started recording. And of course my photos can't compare, but the sweater is just charming and Isn't it fun. Cute? And I do feel like my sweater, even my photos, kind of has the same spirit that Hohe's has. Does that, I don't know. Do you, yeah, do you know I what do I know mean? What mean? There's, a, there's a little bit of playfulness, a little bit of fun that you feel in all of the photographs. The photographs, tend to evoke an emotion for me when I look through her books. Not necessarily a lifestyle for some reason. I don't know why. A lot of times when I look through collections, you get that lifestyle feeling where if you wear yes. those if you wear these garments or make these garments, you can have that lifestyle. For some reason I don't get that feeling from these these photos evoke more of an emotional response in terms of I'm going to have fun and be happy and light wearing these photos, wearing these garments. I attribute so. that to their friendship and how Perhaps, they come together yeah. for this. Every yeah. time, every one of these collections I've felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely look at my sweater 
and I feel that the friendship and the the lightness and the fun coming through. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. So obviously this one, one of my favorite pieces from the collection. And there are 12 patterns. There were three cardigans, four pullover sweaters, two cowls, and three shawls. So besides Wishes being one of your obvious favorites, did you have some others? Okay. One of my favorite shawls was called Color Spell. And this one uses one, two, seven different colors. So the main co or color one, which I guess you could call the main color, you use 250 yards, but the rest of them are all 150 yards or less. And aside from color two, colors three through seven are all significantly less. They're less than a hundred yards of yarn. So perfect for leftovers, which I really am enjoying because then you can, you can be a little more daring. And I find that when I have all these leftovers to choose from, I, it's, you, you're not buying more yarn. You're not putting out more money for yarn. So you can be a little more daring mm -hmm. in your color choices. It's fun. And the sample in the book has a good selection of brights in there along with a black and a gray. And I'm looking forward to going through my leftovers and doing the same thing. I thought the same thing when I saw that. It was yeah. like, oh, leftover box. Yeah. It's a crescent-shaped shawl. Similar, I would say, to Hohe's not necessarily similar in design, but similar kind of in the style to the three-color cashmere shawl, okay, where yeah. she plays with colors and then plays with different stitches. So there's some lacy textures thrown in there. There's some stripy sections. You've got a little bit of everything thrown in while playing with the colors and then she's got pom-poms on the ends too i love so that. yeah <laughs> so it's really cute you can you can have a lot of fun with it and the way that it's photographed she's wearing all black so the shawl stands out with all the colors it's just fun looks nice how about you what my favorite one of your favorite. My favorite hands down of the whole collection is a pullover sweater by Vera Valimaki called Little Bird. Oh it's yes. Inspired by the word fragile. And it is, and I quote, a lightweight boxy pullover with graphic lace details. So imagine a boxy knit in lace weight yarn that has lace details that almost look like lace stripes. As soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, I have to knit that. And it's knit with Madeline Tosh Prairie, which is a single ply yarn. And I instantly looked through my lace weight stash, and I don't think I have anything that would work. So I instantly, after that, went on to Luna Gray Fiber Arts, where I still have my gift certificate. But her lace weight is heavier than Prairie, so I don't think I'll use that. But this gives me something to look for at Stitches. Lace weight yarn, because this is a really, really cute sweater and would be very wearable for our climate. I could, yeah, we could knit that with the coast yarn too, mm -hmm. but I don't think I have enough except for a navy and I wouldn't want to knit that in navy. I didn't realize it was knit with the prairie. Yeah, until you it's a lace that. weight sweater. That is 
a really fine yarn. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, a very fine yarn. Yeah. It's a single ply, I yep. believe. Very yep. fine. And I have knit sweaters with Prairie before, as well as Madeline Tosh lace. So I love my lace weight sweaters, and I wear them, so I know I would wear this a lot. It's just, it's the perfect blend of functional and feminine. <laughs> well, this one was one of my favorites, too. It, to me, yeah, it's, it's, if you've made, and a lot of folks have, if you've made Hohe's boxy sweater, it's very similar. It looks like the same kind of construction with the larger body of the sweater and then the smaller sleeves, not quite as oversized as, um, as the original boxy sweater. This one she recommends 8 to eight 10. To yeah. 10 inches. I've already looked at the sizing and the eight. schematic. Yes. <laughs> so not quite as large as the original boxy, but so cute and so, as Gail mentioned, so lightweight. And I think this would probably be the first sweater I would want to make from the collection yeah, as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I was already shopping stash, so clearly that's <laughs> went directly, well, it's, yeah, clearly right up in my queue, although Clio is still the next sweater on the needles for me, Elizabeth Doherty's Clio, so just need to try those on at Stitches. Yeah. So what was your next favorite? Another one I really like is the Monochrome Cowl by Hohe, and the word for that is hidden and she writes that at first sight it might look like a simple cowl with some easy eyelets but there's much more to it than that and she goes on to say how the cowl just explores lace and explores textures explores patterns so I think that's what she meant by the word hidden that the oh. the cowl actually has more hidden to it than initially meets the eye and it's a big bulky not bulky but a big tall cowl similar to some of her other tall cowls but monochrome this one is just done in one color and when it falls down around the neck all that fabric just looks very lacy and delicate i really like it it reminds <laughs> me of the three color cashmere cowl in its shape yes exactly yes. exactly the same kind of height to it but in the one single colorway and it looks very dainty and feminine Ooh, what's the yardage on that it? it is 750 yards of fingering white yarn. Oh, I'm knitting that with my Marina because oh, yeah. our last episode I was stocking three different shawls and I did cast on two different ones and knitting with that yarn, I decided I really wanted it to be a cowl instead of a shawl and I think it would look beautiful in that, yeah, in that cowl. So oh, there we go. Fantastic. <laughs> did you have another one? I do. I love the flyaway twist shawl by Vera. It is a super interesting construction. It's garter stitch, two colors. So it looks like you might start at one end. I haven't read the pattern all the way through, but there's just a plain gray garter stitch section that starts from one end and comes down. And then perpendicular to that are brioche stripes. 
and she's used like a corally orange color with the light, light gray. So these stripes go perpendicular to the gray section, and then I'm pretty sure you pick up and knit the garter section all at the bottom of the shawl. And it's just really, really pretty. It's two skeins of fingering weight yarn, so you know it's gonna be a big shawl, but I just think the construction is unique and it looks pretty. It kind of looks like a variation of her color affection, only not really. It mm -hmm. looks like it's like a cousin to mm -hmm. color affection, but not as big. The brioche, I looked at it, it doesn't look that challenging. I've never knit brioche before, so maybe that's just, you know, self-delusion, but <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look that difficult. And I just really like the effect. Yeah. It looks really pretty. So that would be my second yeah. favorite in the collection. Although the monochrome cowl just went way up there too. <laughs> yeah. So I've made a couple of sweater coats by Hohe from Interpretations Volume 2. I've made the true sweater. And then from another collection of Hohe's, I've made her big old coat. And in this collection, she has a beautiful entry into that sweater coat family called the winter folk it's coat gorgeous. that I wanted to mention I don't I honestly don't know if I would ever make this one but it, it's certainly worth mentioning because it's a beautiful piece it's so stunning it, oh yeah the way the hood comes <laughs> yes. around and the way it fastens and oh now this one is knit in a heavier yarn i want to say it's a worsted way but it's yes, not heavy it's isn't it that really really light it's a light worsted well i it's, mean a it's not fingering it's a heavier right but it's, it's a heavier such a, light a, a larger gauge yeah a larger gauge then is what it's what is I'm it wolf saying. oak far yes yes it's the lightest softest yarn i've ever felt it's that chain ply yeah and so it's 18 stitches to four inches so it is a larger gauge yarn and it is just a big sweater big sweater coat it's got a cable pattern that runs down the center back and then on each front and on the edges of each front so when you wear it open you see the, the cables running down the front and then the cables running down the back it's got a single button closure that closes right below a really big hood that in the front is bulky enough that it almost looks like a, a little cowl in the front, too. I love that look. So and then the long <clears throat> sleeves to come down. And it goes down to at least, I want to say, knee length. Yeah. yeah, it's super long. It is really long because I looked at, it looked like, okay, so the yarn from the smallest size to the largest size, it goes from about 2,000 to 3,000 yards of yarn, depending on the size you pick. So it's a sizable yeah. project to undertake because it's got the hood and it's long and then it's got the cables so beautiful, though. I, I couldn't not mention that one. <laughs> I had it. It was my next comment, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, just because in our climate, not very practical 
unless we knit it much shorter. Yeah. You know, as a mid thigh yeah. coat yeah. As, instead. Yeah. But, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I love that cape look to the way the hood fits. And like you said, the way the, the closure comes off to one side. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't close right underneath your chin. It closes off to one side to make it have that almost cowl look around yes. your neck. And yeah. I love that look. Yeah, I do love too. It. I do too. And then still in my queue from volume three of Interpretations is Vera Valamaki's breathing space pullover. I still want to make that one. And it was the fast forward sweater from this collection is somewhat reminiscent of the breathing space. Yes. Sweater. Yeah. And Laneway. Yeah. Yeah. Because Laneway was from volume one, Mm -hmm. which I knit. And then volume three had breathing space. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. And I still want to make that one. Yeah. That's still in my queue too. (laughs) But fast forward also another entry into the similar type sweater striped tunic length sweater. And they've got the hot pink and gray combo, (laughs) which of course will always slay me because I love that combo. And yeah. That's just a cute one. I think there were three different sweaters in the collection that had a pink and gray stripe combination. Yes. Well, there are some really unique sweaters they're, they're in this collection. Going with the the pinks right now. Pink is and gray. pink is the color right now. Yep. There's one that's <laughs> a super unique construction, striped by Hohe and a super bright pink and a gray. There's Vera's pink and gray, and oh. then. There's mm-hmm. also the Radiate sweater. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead and mention the names of both of those sweaters because I think they're both stunning. So the first one is East or West, and it is, I'm guessing, top-down. I haven't read the pattern carefully. I'm not even going to try to describe it other than to say there are two colors of gray, not one, yeah. and the pink, and it is striped with texture and a very unique construction that gives the stripes some cool effects. And so you, vertical striping. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to go there because I have to really look at the pattern <laughs> well, to figure out how really she did that. Well, it's different, and I I did kind of glance at the pattern, and I know that it's an it unusual side construction. I think it's knit in pieces, but uh, I, I'm not positive. I Like I said, I only started to look at it, but it's just stunning with because it's so different. The vertical stripes... And the texture in them, it's its so different. Okay, really so I'm going like to read it. what she says. So Hohe said, I try to always remind myself when designing that there are no rules, that there is no established way of constructing a sweater. And throughout my career, the most exciting moments have been when a new challenging image jumps in my head and I face the task of translating that into a knitting pattern. That's what saves me whenever I'm feeling bored or uninspired. For me, stitches can be oriented in any direction and can be shifted and twisted to acquire any shape, but how to do it. That's the mystery I set myself to unveil every time. This delicate pullover was inspired in a vintage blouse, and it is constructed in a non-traditional direction using two more muted colors and a pop of neon for a striking detail. So she set herself a goal of working through that. To me, that would be like brain origami for me to try to figure out how to create that. It's just really cool, though. Please go check it out. That's East or West. 
The other one is called Radiate, I believe. I'm trying to get to it without clicking my mouse, which you will hear, unfortunately. Let's see, almost there, Radiate. And it is a pullover, and it has a yoke construction that is striped with a very, very light gray and a very light pink. And it's really, really pretty. I can't tell if it's brioche or if it's just striped. She says, color and contrast take center stage in the circular yoke pullover. It is worked seamlessly from the top down, featuring a combination of stitches that create a perfect transition from the yoke to the body. And it's really, really cute. I could see wearing that all the time. Mm -hmm. And what kind of yarn is it? DK weight yarn. So yeah. Three, at least three pink and gray combinations. A lot of gray in the collection, which I love. And lots of very beautiful garments. So please check it out. And that was Interpretations 4. Another beautiful collection, ladies. Thank you so much <laughs> for sending it to us for review. We loved looking at it. We had a lot of fun chatting about it before we turned on the mm -hmm. microphone and I know we'll be chatting about it all through stitches as we yeah. walk around looking at yarn. Absolutely. Little bird is on the short list and mine too. Yep. That'll be fun to know. Yeah. I, I'm going to go home and look at my coast yarn stash. <laughs> Although I don't think I do in any color besides the Navy. So we'll see. So anything else you wanted to say about it? No, I think that's it. Just we didn't mention every single design in the collection, but we will have links to the collection for you to take a look. And if you want to discuss or stock, check out our Ravelry group and there will be a thread for this episode. And yep. We can stock and discuss there. <laughs> and this is also our last episode before we go to Stitches. Yes. So Stitches is in a week and a half yes. for us. So yes. our next episode will be after Stitches. So again, Katie, who is Katinka on Ravelry, if you see her at Stitches, say hi to get a copy of the pattern she's wearing. And we will be in the bar Saturday afternoon mm -hmm. after like one o'clock and just look for the big crowd. Look for the big crowd of knitters. The whole bar is <laughs> the a whole big bar crowd will of be knitters. With That's knitters. Silly. Look over by the entrance to the hotel yeah. is usually where we kind of congregate. Yeah. So, And we'll be there with Barb and Tracy of the two Knitlet Chicks. And we'll just be hanging out for the afternoon before we head back for shopping and more on the show floor. That's right. So <laughs> hopefully, and if you're not going to be in there on Saturday and would like to meet us, just send us a DM on Ravelry or something because we are going to be there the whole time. So we will let you know where we are and we would love to meet everybody who's there. It's just part of the joy of Stitches yeah. and part of the joy of podcasting. So if you're there on Thursday, there's a good chance you'll be able to find us in the Western Sky Knits booth where we will be helping our friends Kim and Heather with setup. Yeah, I can't wait. Thursday evening, there is the Stitches preview opening for folks who have classes if you have classes and a, a badge you can get in on thursday evening so if you're there look for us if not we'll see you some other time throughout the weekend hopefully yep 
We'll be around. This is our little mini vacation to ourselves. Absolutely. As we both keep saying how we just can't wait to go to Stitches. Not only is it Knitter's Disneyland because of all the yarn and fibery goodness, but we also get away from our families for three days. Yeah. And we unheard love our families. Of. Absolutely unheard of. Yeah, we love our families. This, but yeah. <laughs> So can't wait to see everybody there. Thank you so much for listening and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.